Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, as you will have heard on the show, a lot of talk about it over the last few days. The Environmental Protection Agency has given Irish Cement a licence to burn waste at the Limerick site in Mungret. There's been loads of reaction. We're aware of protests being organised by people affected in the area and objections, I think, are inevitable, really, to the EPA decision. Uh, but with us at the workbench this morning is uh, Fianna Fáil Limerick TD, Willie O'Dea. Good morning to you, Willie. Good morning, Willie. How are you doing? Great. Um, you wanted to talk to us about the EPA, the protection agency itself, and immunity that it has in law. Tell me about this. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a very strange situation. Uh, the, the legislation setting up the EPA, which of course has the mandate to grant licences in cases like has been done in Castlemongers, there's a section in the Act setting up the EPA which states that they are to be immune from all civil suit. In other words, if the EPA were to give a licence, uh, if, if that licence causes damage to health or to the environment or whatever down the line, n- nobody can sue. They're absolutely immune from being sued. Now, there was a report into the EPA commission 10 years ago by the then Minister for the Environment, John Gormley, and that report actually suggested that that should be changed, that the EPA should be open to suit, uh, should be open to be sued. Now, what I I, I did it in the the light of the controversy in Castlemonger. I uh, drafted legislation to provide for that, just to take out that section based on the two sections of the Act, which prevents them from being sued. The government came back to me, or rather the, the administration in Leinster House came back and said that a member of the opposition can't put forward legislation which would involve a charge on the exchequer. Uh, that's in the Constitution, apparently. And they pointed out that if the EPA were sued at some stage in the future as a result of that legislation be, allowing them to be sued, then there could be a potential charge in the exchequer. You'd be charged, obviously, defending the case. And if damages were awarded or whatever, I presume the state would have to pay those those damages. Now, I, I, I understand those points and I understand and I respect the Constitution. But the main reason I put the bill forward was that the government would take it on board themselves. They could, they could uh, you know, adapt my bill, they'd pass it through the doll and the Senate literally in two days. Um, they needn't use my wording, they can bring their own bill in and substitute and call it, you know, slightly alter the wording and call it a government bill. I'm not proud, I don't care what they do, but I just want them to change that immunity. Now, I do know that when the, under the previous minister who had responsibility in this area, Dennis Nocton, he was disposed to do that. I think he was planning to do that. But since he left the department, there has been a change of attitude, apparently. Right. We're chatting to uh, Limerick uh, Fianna Fáil TD, Willie O'Dea. Um, so does that mean then that any appeal, and it's likely to happen in the case of this licence by the EPA, is to the EPA alone and their decision there is no further recourse for people. Well, well there's a, there, there, we're talking about two separate things now. Okay. We're talking about the right to sue for damages and we're talking about the appeal procedure. I'm glad you mentioned the appeal procedure because the appeal procedure here is very, very peculiar to say the least, as anybody who looks at the legislation will readily conclude. If the EPA, EPA decide against you, you have an appeal. To, guess who? The EPA. Now, you know, I mean, this seems to me to be quite bizarre. There seems to be no open path to the courts. You'd have to do that by way of judicial review, which is a very complex and very difficult procedure to overcome. But just imagine if the government were to bring in a law tomorrow morning to say that if you or I were convicted of an offence in the district court below before the local district justice and we felt that our conviction was wrong or unfair, 
that our only route of appeal was to the same district justice that convicted us in the first place. Uh, that is a very, very questionable proposition in law, I think, and uh, that's, that's something that, 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 that I think the government should be giving their attention to also. So that's why, for example, your colleague, Councillor James Collins, uh, former mayor of uh, Limerick, when he says that this may end up in the European courts, that may well be the case, but it's a complicated process to get there. It's a very complicated process to get there, not to mention a very, very expensive process, a process which, has cost, which will cost potentially hundreds of thousands of euro. Uh, and, you know, if in the event of a case being unsuccessful, the people who initiate the case, the committee of the people whose names go on as the plaintiffs, we'll say, they can be fixed with the costs of that, which is a very, very, very difficult situation. Now, there are a number of other, there are a number of other options which I'm, I'm going to talk to the LAP about. Uh, you can, you can Limerick make against ap- pollution. Limerick against pollution, yes. You can make an application to the Petitions Committee in the European Parliament. Uh, it's fairly narrowly drawn... Operate process also, but nevertheless, it's worth a try. It's not going to cost hundreds of thousands at least. They will go through the procedure, I'm sure, of appealing internally to the EPA. Uh, they have 28 days to do that. That has at least the merit of delaying the implementation of the license. Uh, there are other possible options which I'm, I'm, I'm considering, but which I would prefer to discuss with the LAP before I discuss them publicly. And just one other point. Uh, we see this morning apparent disagreement, you know, they'll deny, of course, that there is, between the Taoiseach and the Minister for Finance about whether or not there will be tax cuts in the upcoming budget. The Taoiseach made a big play of it at his Fine Gael conference. People will remember that. Um, he said over a period of years, but it, it was due to start. Then the whole Brexit thing is very much in focus. Uh, the minister seemed to suggest there would be no tax cuts um, yesterday. And this can happen to Taoiseach, I have to say, when they go abroad um, on these trips. Uh, they can, um, many a slip, as they say, twixt cup and lip, um, say something that maybe when they come back to terra firma in Ireland causes them problems. What do you think is going to happen with this budget? Well, you see, the, the, the extraordinary thing is that the government laid out their soul on this uh, several weeks ago. They said that in the event uh, of uh, a settlement on Brexit, in the event of Brexit not happening, or in the event of a northerly Brexit, they would be spent, they would, they would have about, they proposed to spend about 700 million. Uh, in the event of a no deal Brexit, which the, the, which the budget envisages, they'll still spend the same amount of money, it's just that they're going to have to borrow several billion you know, to meet the fallout from Brexit. So the expenditure figures don't change. Now, you know, it's been my experience, and you'll see it in last year's figures and you'll see it in previous budgets under different governments, that the minister always starts from a certain point, but they manage to find a bit of extra money. And besides, in addition to that, of course, they're budgeting for a surplus of a billion as well. So they've got that to play around with. Now, I, I think, quite frankly, if the budget is going to be exceptionally tight on the spending side, if they're going to stick as close to the 700 million as possible, um, I would prefer, uh, you know, measures that would help the most needy, the poorest in society, rather than just implementing tax cuts. It's not that I'm against tax cuts, but, I, but if you look at the amount of money that even a shift of 1% in the, in the basic rate of PAYE will cost, I mean, any tax cuts they, they, they will give... Will be, will be so thinly spread that they'll mean virtually nothing, really. 
I mean, the money would be better spent, I think, where people can actually benefit from it. And finally, Fianna Fáil play a big role in this, of course, because mm. you support the government on certain mm. issues and the budget being one of them. Yes. Do you think then we will see increases in social welfare and pension this budget? Well, I'm certainly hoping so, Joe. I'm, 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 I'm fighting hard to persuade our party to come on side as it goes, uh, increases in, in social welfare, because you must remember that... So you're, you're fighting hard for your own party, not to mention. Well, 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 well. You know, there are there are differences of opinion, obviously. So, you know, obviously, I'm trying. And to, well, we we haven't had any big row about it or anything like that. But we, we are discussing it in some detail next week, and I'll be advocating that position. You know, I'll be advocating that position. But what I would say is this: that inflation. Regina Darty talks about linking pensions and social welfare to inflation. Inflation, it, that doesn't cut it because inflation for people who, who, who exist from week to week is much higher. The stuff they spend the money on, fuel, foodstuffs, etc., the rate of inflation there is 3 or 4%. So what I'm proposing would not even compensate fully for that. But I, I must point out that the vast majority of carers in this country, people on disability, even pensioners who are relying mainly at holy in their pension, they're living at or very near the poverty line. There's no point in, 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 in you know, using Brexit as an excuse to let them fall further into poverty. OK, we'll talk to you again, obviously, in the run-up to that. Thank you very much for joining Thanks, us uh, this morning. That is Fianna Fáil, Limerick City, TD, Willie O'Dea. Call Limerick today now on 461995.